I'm excited to have you today. Um, I was just explaining to the guests that, of course, this is the continuation of our Black Wealth series. And right. I wanted to dig into stocks. A lot of people have a lot of questions about it. A lot of people are just starting or haven't quite started yet. And I know that this is something that you have been doing for some time. And it's something that you've actually been doing your own IG Live series on, on your yeah. Instagram. And I, you know, I learned a few things. So I was like, yeah. why not? <laughs> bring jazz over here and just kind of dig into this this topic that a lot of people are intimidated by but it doesn't have to be intimidating yes so i love this why don't you introduce yourself friend. let us know like how long you've been doing stocks and just let us know who you are um i'm jasmine Alyssa, and i've been investing in stocks since 2010 um and i know one of your questions was who introduced me or why did i start investing my mom actually like came to me and my sister and she was like there's this new company called tesla like we need to invest in it like we need to get stocks in it and i was just like well i don't you know i really didn't know what was what i was doing or anything but my mom right. she did have a little bit of knowledge about the subject so she was able to like trickle that down to me and my sister so we all bought shares in tesla like very early on um and we've held them for the last 10 years and just through that process of seeing my portfolio grow um it's especially yeah. the way that it did with a company like tesla who like you know now we know is like one of the biggest um car electric car companies in the world like it made me want to learn more about investing it made me want to invest in more things so um i also worked at apple and we had stock options um while i worked there so i i bought into the stock options and just seeing that grow um that way as well so i just i'm just super passionate because i felt like i was lucky to have a mom who knew a little something about stocks and my grandmother also invested in stocks so I just was like, I want to be able to share what I know with other people. So I've actually got a lot of my friends to invest in stocks. I've like bullied them. Like, why aren't you doing this? You yes. need to be doing this. Like one of, my, one of my really good friends, like I had to bully him into buying. I'm like, he's like, no, I need more time. I need, I need to save. And I'm just like, no, like you need to do this. So he actually bought Uber when it was like $14. Um, so his, his, he's seeing his stock portfolio grow too. So, um, yeah, I just love sharing my knowledge of what I do know. I'm no expert by any means. I'm always learning and always practicing, but yeah, that's a little bit about my background. Hey, Ashton. Ashton. <laughs> hey there. Hey everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Um, for those who are just tuning in, I'm here with Jasmine Alyssa and we are talking stocks today and I'm so, so excited. She just explained to us that this is something she's been doing for 10 years. So, you know, it's nothing better to do than just get started, you know, and that's what I want to motivate everyone today to do. And we're going to hop right into this thing. Okay. okay. Um, so you already explained you've been investing for 10 years and it was your mother that motivated you. And that's what, that's one of the things that I want this conversation to be about is that this isn't something that stops with us, but it's something that we pass on for generations because that's where you find generational wealth. Um, and I think that a lot of the time we, um, we don't have these conversations at home, you know? So I think it's a beautiful thing that your mom and your grandmother kind of, you know, presented that to you so that you know, like this is a way to actually have financial freedom. Yeah. You know? um, what would you say for those who are saying it's intimidating? I don't understand it. What's an easy way to get started? Um, there's this app that I really love. I look at it every day, um, Monday through Friday, because the stock market is not open on the weekends. But um, I'm going to show it to you guys. And I talked about it in some of my lives. And that is the stock app. I have my iPad. So that's the stock app. 
this is a great way to get started. Like you can start kind of like looking at companies that you like, you can add them to your watch list. You can kind of like read up on news. You can see where the stock prices are. You can see where the stock prices have been. So it's like a really good resource for people to get started. Like you don't even have to invest, but you can just start to like build up a watch list of stocks that you might be interested in and just start getting a feel for like how the stock market works as far as like numbers fluctuating, moving up and down and things like that. So I really, um, love that as a resource for sure and I don't think that people should be intimidated because um, you just have to like get out there and want to find out the information and that's kind of same, the same thing that I kind of always talk about like the information is out there for you to get started you just have to like want to do it and you don't need a lot of money to get started at all there are stocks that are like penny stocks like penny stocks are like anything under five dollars so you can find stocks that are really cheap like I just invested in this company called um, Mark well the the ticker or like what you would find it under in the stock market is MAR, M-A-R-A. And I bought it when it was like a dollar ninety cents and I spent like a hundred dollars and it went up to like all the way up to six dollars. So you don't need a lot of money to start. I, I invested a hundred dollars and you know, that was just like one investment that I did. So yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that that um just mentioning the, the cheaper stocks, it's a good way to get started. I don't know why my phone keeps wanting to pause. Um, it's a good way to get started because you can kind of use some play money. You know, I feel like yeah. when, you, when you start with something small, it doesn't hurt as bad if you were to lose. And I feel like that's one of the things about being an investor is being willing to take risks. Um, but if you start with a smaller risk, you'll get more comfortable with taking the larger risk, you know, with yeah. buying a Tesla or buying an Apple, you know, like investing in those, those stocks as well. Um, you, you also mentioned, um, you, you talked about just getting started with um, a, a little bit, you know, would you say that, and, and you talked about, you know, companies that you like, what would you recommend in terms of finding those companies? Would you say like companies that you shop with? Do you think that that's a, a good way to get started with the companies that you're already investing in, like say a Nike or, you know, you're buying an Apple computer, things like that? Yeah, absolutely. Like you can look around your house and say like, oh, I have an Ikea. I, I buy from Ikea. I use this type of refrigerator. I use this type of television. And you can just like go and look up and see, you know, research a little bit about that company see where their stock price is you can add it to your watch list like I was saying if you're not comfortable with like jumping in and investing right away but I think it's good to start with things that you know or you're familiar with so you could just start to get a feel and an idea um, also there are tons of resources online where you can just go like I follow like a ton of stock pages so what happens in my um, like my feed I get all these different like stocks it's like or, like today I saw that there was a whole bunch of companies that were gonna have an IPO and initial public offering that are coming up in in if not like the end of this year next year so like I posted about that so I'm like oh I didn't know that so there's so many resources online where you can just see different stocks and like I said if you don't feel like you want to jump in right away the watch list is a really good place for you to just start to get familiar with different stocks yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah I think that's one of the privilege one of the privileges of our generation is that we have the internet we have social media yeah. and there's yeah. so many 
resources out there. There There's so many people that are providing free information, you know, just follow other traders, you know, Google traders and and find um, people who are just sharing what they're investing in and not saying that you should necessarily, you know, dive into what they're doing, but just take the information and then go and do your own research. And, you know, they might be investing in something that you had on your mind and they're telling you why they foresee this actually growing or they foresee this, this company growing. So I think that, you know, just being, having it all around you, you know, having the information around you, you know, by on your timeline, making sure you're following a good amount of people um, who are talking about the stock market and then actually going on YouTube and using these free resources is going to motivate you and get you more excited to just get started. And can you tell, can you say the name of the app again? It's just the stock. If you have um, if you have any of the Apple products, it's just called Stocks. It's just the Stock app, and it's on most everybody's phone unless you deleted it. It's on your. It comes on all of the Apple products, and you can just go there. Another resource, if you don't like, you know, if you have like an Android or something like that, you can always use like eTrade, which is like a, a selling platform, or Fidelity, or a lot of people, a lot of young investors or new investors use Robinhood and things like that. So you can find like, you can add watch lists on all of those things. You can research the companies on all of those things. You can find like related news on those companies for, um, on if you use that, if you use different apps or different um, brokerage platforms is what I want to say. Yeah. 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 No, I love that. I started out with Robin Hood and you can just click on the company and it's going to give you the background. It's going to show you, you know, their charts from over the years. Like there's really no excuse not to just take a few minutes. It yeah. only takes a few minutes just to research a couple companies, put, start out with three to five companies on your watch list and just start to follow them and see their growth. And that's going to motivate you to get started. I love that. I think a lot of people, um, like for so long, have felt like they they couldn't get into the stock market, like it was so far far fetched, or you know they didn't have the education, like maybe their parents weren't doing it or their grandparents right. weren't doing it. Um, so there that, there is a lot of intimidation around that, just because people think that you know they people don't know, they don't know how to get started, they don't know you know mm-hmm. whereas like if they're gonna lose money, people are like they have like oh it's so risky and things like that, but there's so much benefit to investing as well, and it can be very lucrative, and a lot of people make a lot of money off of it, especially during the pandemic. A lot of people have made a lot of money. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. Uh, what are some changes, being that you've been investing for ten years? What are some changes that you've noticed over the years in the stock market? Um, I would say that I noticed that a lot of people are starting to invest or like a lot of new investors like to do, they just like to get individual stocks. Like they're like a company like Tesla or they're like a company like Apple and they'll just decide they want to just get shares in that. I've also noticed that, um, because I have been investing for a long time, I just think it's important to know that like the stock market is geared to always try to go up and it's like always trying to go up. So you should just people just need to be patient basically when investing and knowing that it's not like a get rich overnight thing. Um, You can wake up literally one day and all your, you know, not all, you're not going to lose all your money, but the stock can be extremely down. And then the next day it could be extremely up. Like it's just, there's so many different factors that go into affecting the stock price, like news. And when people have um, Mm -hmm. their, their earning reports come out and things like that. So yeah, being patient. Yeah. the stock market and and also deciding whether you're going to be like an investor or a trader or things that are important. 
Mm, that's good. That's good. I think that, like you said, patience is key. Um, yes. And this is coming from a new investor who just started investing <laughs> this year. Um, you know, you could get you can get obsessed with looking, you know, at your portfolio and every day throughout the day, even it goes up and down and you have to think long term for me, you know, as wanting to actually invest in my future and not for me, I feel like day trading is something that, you know, something I'll probably, you know, dabble into later. But right now I just want to see like what I can do with my money over the long term. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people are like, I want to see, instant gratification i want to see money now you know and when they see it go down they're like i'm going to pull it out rather than yeah. sitting and holding it and, and being patient you know like you said um, stock market for sure yeah absolutely absolutely um what trends should we pay attention to you mentioned how um certain things can different things can affect stock prices it's not just necessarily performance um what trends should we pay attention to whether it be in politics or the economy that make an impact on the stock market? Well, things like what, who was just elected president made a big effect on the stock market because, you know, certain certain presidents or certain leaders or certain things that happen into the uh, in the economy, like the pandemic affected the stock market a lot. Um, Donald Trump winning versus Joe Biden winning affected the stock market a lot because they have different agendas. So things like that matter. Um, whether there's bubbles, so we'll have bubbles sometimes where it's just like, oh, like tech is doing so good and everybody's investing into tech. But then like at some point it kind of like has this like bursting effect where then now all the tech's going down or people are investing in airlines before and then the pandemic hit and now all the airline stocks went down, but now they're starting to recover because, you know, people are starting to travel again or like they're going to start putting planes back into the sky and things like that. So just like overall like conditions in our economy, everything affects the stock market price, you know, like what people value, what people think is going to be important in the future as far as like what do they think that they want to invest in like are, are people investing in energy because that's the new wave because now we have joe biden he's very much energy focused people are investing in marijuana stock because he's you know wants to legalize marijuana for certain usages so those things like all like affect like because i had a stock um in a marijuana stock in it like oh my gosh it went down to like nothing like it's like damn near oh. worth it but um it started to improve because there's all this talk around like in there's all this talk around like legalizing marijuana. So those things do affect the stock price. Acquisition. That's so good. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was And, and a lot of the time, you know, you, I, I think that goes back to the benefit of holding, right? Because, yeah. you know, you, we may have a president in office who, has a certain set of beliefs and then you come joe biden is coming in with this you know now he wants to legalize marijuana and you might have taken that stock you know you might have sold that stock and then he comes in and it rises so i think that yeah. we have to really do the research again i'm gonna keep saying that because again we're not professionals um but you want to do the research and and look at what um what what professionals are foreseeing in the future because that should really really play a role in what you're investing in um you don't want to be investing in a stock and then a new president comes into office and he's you know not putting any funding into that that um that field and then here you are you're losing a lot of money so th those are things that you really want to pay attention to um definitely definitely a great great tip 
How important do you think, we talked about this a little bit, but how important is it to invest and hold? I know a lot of people struggle with the idea of putting their money into the stock market when they could just see it sit in a savings account and see it grow. Um, but, you know, with just the, the compound uh, interest and all the things that you, that you can do with the stock market, how do you feel, how important is it for us to invest and hold? Well, investing and holding is the way, you know, your money sitting in a savings account does not grow really at all. You know, I mean, it grows like my 1% or something very low like that, whereas you can put your money into the stock market and it can grow by 40% or 10% a year, you know, it just kind of depends. There's so many stocks, especially this year with the pandemic that are up like Zoom and, you know, Square, all these stuff that we have to use now that we're in this predicament that we're in that are really going up. So, um, I think that investing long term is definitely the way to go, especially if you're a new investor. I don't think that people should dibble and dabble in day trading or swing trading until they really have a full grasp understanding of how the stock market works because you get into situations where you let your emotions, like I could have sold that marijuana stock and now it's like going up because it, because I was losing money. And don't get me wrong, because I still struggle with like taking my emotions out of it. It's definitely a skill. Yeah. To not get emotional yeah. when you see like you're like you you invested in something like I bought Boeing when it was super high um, because I was being emotional and I like mm -hmm. ended up lowering my position which I thought which I think is good to do I lowered my position because I wanted to like take that money that I was already like losing which is bleeding so bad and I wanted to invest it in somewhere else but like now Boeing's up again so it's just like it's very important to just like ride the wave of the stock market and just like let it do its thing because it's going to go like this and i think that what you said was important it's good to look at your stock portfolio every day you know it's good to look and see where your mm -hmm. money's at but you have to control your emotions with that so mm -hmm. i look at my stock portfolio every day i wake up every morning i'm like oh my gosh okay like where are we you know like what's going on mm -hmm. and are the stock's going up or you know what's different ones because i have a couple of different positions but um i think it's definitely important to like get used to the idea of buying and holding long term because that's when I feel you see like your money grow unless you unless you know what you're doing you can swing trade that's all fine and dandy but like for people who are like new investors definitely buy and hold it's super important don't leave your money in savings account I recently kind of went like all in in the stock market I took like a lot of my money out of my savings account and put it into the market because I'm seeing it grow as a result of that I love it. I love it. I feel like now's the time, you know, a lot of our viewers are millennials and I feel like now's the time to be a little more risky, you know, and, and take those risks and, you know, you can easily put that money in the savings account. But like you said, the, the amount of growth that you're going to see in the stock market is so much more beneficial. And in the long run, you're going to really, really be, be proud of yourself when you see those numbers growing. Um, for those who have a limited amount of capital to start with, would you recommend um, spreading that around, like diversifying your portfolio or increasing your amount of shares in a small amount of companies? Yeah, I mean, you you can definitely do that if you have, I mean, because there's penny stocks, there's, there's, you can get par partial shares, like you don't have to get like the full share. So if I want to just put a couple of dollars into, I don't particularly do it. I'm kind of like an all in kind of girl. 
But if you don't mm -hmm. have the funds where you can't buy a full share of Disney or buy a full share of Apple, you can buy like fractional shares and you can work your way up to buying full shares. Um, and I definitely think that you should diversify. So I don't have like all my money into like one particular industry. I kind of have it spread around. I have energy and I have technology and I have, you know, maybe some commodities like gold and things like that. So definitely diversifying is key because not every industry is going to always be up. Sometimes it's going to be down. So it's good to have your money like in different places so that you kind of have like a happy medium you kind of have like a balance that's good that's really good and that's another thing that goes along with the trends and and doing the research to see what industry is trending right now um so that you know where to to split your funds so definitely i recommend to just you know if you don't have a whole lot to start with just starting you know with a few different industries and then adding to the buying more shares of those stocks because that's where you're gonna see the growth. You know, it's one thing to just start with a little bit and let it sit, but I feel like we should continually be adding to those um, stocks so that we are seeing true growth. Especially people who work, yeah. you know, you can put a little bit of money into the stock market each paycheck, you know, not to say the people that work, but people who have like a steady income, you know, like if you have like a steady yeah. freelancers and things like that, who maybe not may not be able to do that on a consistent basis. But if you have like a steady right. paycheck where you can just put a little bit in at a time, you can really watch it grow. Mm -hmm. So I've, you know, listened to a lot of traders and a lot of people say that you should keep the amount of stocks that you have, like the amount of different companies that you are invested in below, like certain people have different numbers. Some people say below 10, some people say below 12, or do you feel like, do you believe in diversifying your portfolio so much that you have a lot of stocks? Or do you think that we should just keep it to a condensed amount so we're not overwhelmed? I mean, I think it depends on the person. I have like 26 positions of different companies that I've invested in. And I like having that. I'm not saying that all of them are up. Some of them are down. Um, but I personally like to kind of like have my hand in a little bit of everything. I have heard of people saying like, oh, I just, you know, you should just focus on maybe having five. I know a lot of uh, swing traders do that. They like just focus on a set fixed amount and they like work with those. And I get that because you're like, you're, you're looking at different charts and there's so much stif different stuff going on. So you don't want to have like a whole bunch of positions. But um, for me, like I just, I just was like, I'm going to find companies that I like that I see potential in long term, and I'm just going to like invest in them. And I might not invest like a whole bunch of money, like or get a whole bunch of shares. But I just have like, you know, little, little ones here and there, I might have five shares, I might have 10, I might have 100, I might have 25. And those are all those prices are like all over the place as well. So it really balances out for me. So I like to kind of just, I, I think I'm kind of done this year, I kind of went crazy this year, okay. and bought a lot of different I kind of, like I said, I went all in. Um, so I'm kind of done investing for right, right now. Uh, of course, if I see an opportunity, I definitely will get back in, but I'm comfortable with how my portfolio is right now. And I don't want to mm -hmm. add anything too crazy unless, you know, like there's some IPOs that are coming up that I'm interested in, but otherwise I just, you know, I'm kind of done for right now. Mm -hmm. So you were able to take advantage of the stock prices going down this year. Cause I know that oh, a lot of people, yeah. like you said, yeah. Yeah. I feel like now a lot of people get overwhelmed or a lot of people start to sell their stocks during times like this, you know, when the economy is not doing its best. But that's when we should be taking advantage. Right. And, and taking advantage of those low prices. Absolutely. This yeah. is a time to buy. Yeah. 
Um, how often are you adding to your, to your portfolio? Do you have like a certain, you know, are, are there just based on when you see a company is hot or are you like, okay, I want to invest in this amount of companies this month? Like what is your, your strategy? Well, what I do is like I'll add companies to my watch list. So if someone like if I hear about a company or I see, you know, or someone tells me about a company or I see it online or something like that, I'll just add it to my stock for my watch list. And then I'll just like kind of keep an eye on it, like do some research and like see what's going on with the company. If there's different news going on, um, I don't necessarily just have like a strategy. I'm kind of like spontaneous with it. I'll like add companies to my watch list and just kind of keep an eye on them. And then I'll like jump in if I feel like it's a good time um, based on like where that company is at, like financially and like where it's at, like market wise, I might invest and jump in, but I don't necessarily have like a, Oh, I'm going to do, you know, I'm, I'm not like a swing trader yet. I'm trying to like learn more about it. I'm more so a long-term investor. And I feel like when you kind of just like keep adding, that's more so like people who do like swing trading or day trading or hedging and things like that. And I'm not really doing that. I'm just kind of like, I do it sometimes. Like I'll take money out sometimes but more. So I just like leave it in. I leave okay. it in for the most part. And with, uh, you know, finding different strategies, I know that there's a lot of different ways to research and determine what companies are, you know, good companies to invest in. Um, and two of those are the analysis between fundamental and technical analysis. Can you kind of break down what those are? Just, you know, very uh, basic breakdown of what those two things are. So, yeah, like some people use one or the other. I think it's good to use both because I think that they kind of go hand in hand. But um, fundamental analysis is when you're kind of looking at the financial statements, the overall health of the company, where it's at in compared to its competitors, um, where it's at in, in terms of the economy as a whole, both global and domestically. So you might just look at like their financials to see like, are they profitable? Um, what's their debt to debt, their debt ratio? Um, you might want to look at um, what their liabilities are. And you can find all those things by looking at their financial statements. And then technical analysis is more so like looking at charts and um, doing trends on a chart basis of like where the price was like certain days. Um, there's like moving averages. So you can kind of like chart, you can see a chart of like all the prices, what they were all were for a certain amount of days. So you can choose it to be 200 days or 50 days or five days or 20 days. And you can kind of just look at different trends like that. And then there's also like the TSI, the RSI, the MACD, there's so many different things that people also factor in when looking at charts to kind of decide whether they're going to jump in. And that would be technical analysis. So you're going to decide whether you're going to jump, if it's like a buying signal or a selling signal based off of where all these things are working on the chart. Awesome. Awesome. And I think that, you know, because this is all stuff that I'm still learning, <laughs> but I think that, you know, those those things come in handy when you are determining when to get into a company, because a lot of the time we know we have the companies on our watch list, um, but it's just determining on when's a good time to buy, you know, because you want to the, the, the key is to buy low and sell high. Right. Absolutely. So you want to just know when to jump in. And those those analysis help with that. Yeah, they definitely help with that. And I think that um, chart reading is a skill. You know, it's definitely a skill. Like, it's easy, it's kind of easier to do the fundamental analysis because you can kind of just say, like, oh, let me see where, the, you know, their financials are and things like that. But, like, uh, technical analysis is a little bit 
more complex because you have to kind of learn how to read the charts and learn right. to like see what you're trying to look for and like know what kind of signals go all go into place um i know one of the questions were like where do you think that people could go to kind of learn more about reading charts there's tons of um, materials on reading charts on youtube there's tons of people that on on instagram the instagram platform that talk about the chart reading, there's books out there that people can use to um, learn about charts in it. It takes some time to get used to it. Um, and it takes some time to like, cause it could be very overwhelming and confusing at first, but I feel like if people look at YouTube videos and just like really like, um, just like I use Investopedia a lot. Like I have terms that come to me every day um, that you can sign up for. So I get emailed a different term every day. If I'm like ever like curious about a certain thing, like you can literally go on Investopedia and Google Oh, I'll put in their search engine um, technical analysis and just kind of like really dive deep into what's going on and how that works. And you can go to different keywords in within these like different um, like terminologies. It's kind of like a dictionary. So within these terminologies, you can find diff more stuff and just keep diving deeper, deeper, deeper into learning about different things. That's a good tip. Investopedia. Yeah. Investopedia. Yeah. Yeah, because it can be intimidating. <laughs> I know there's yeah. probably some people watching like, what does this mean? What is that word? But to have resources out there that will like give you the, the plain uh, definition of just different terms is going to help us, you know, and I feel like it's just something we need to, whatever we can, whether it's the Stocks app, whether it's the um, Yahoo Finance, whether it's Investopedia, like we just need to have these apps on our phone, check them out you know, once a day, <laughs> just to get started, um, so that you can get more comfortable. And before you know it, you'll be more acclimated to all the terminology and you'll be you'll be in this thing. Okay. <laughs> and we just want you to get in this thing. Absolutely. Um, how would you motivate someone who has lost money that they've invested? Um, I feel like I just tell because I have had friends that lost money or I have, like I have friends that will text me like damn I sold this and I like wish I didn't sell it because now it's up or I lost mm -hmm. some money in this um it's just a part of it it's a part of it this isn't like yeah. a quick scheme it, the stock market goes up and down you lose money sometimes you're not always right uh, but like you said it's good to do your due diligence like doing research and you know making sure that you really understand have a good grasp of like what a basic understanding of how the stock market works before you necessarily like just jump in um but yeah i just tell my i just tell my friends like it's gonna come back up like you know just relax like or just ride the wave um because we all go through it you know we all have stocks in our we all have uh stocks in our portfolios that aren't doing well and then like the next day they can do well you know i had boeing that wasn't doing well for a long time like i invested in it when it was high and now it's finally starting to turn a profit for me so just like riding the wave and not getting discouraged and Understanding that that's a part of the stock market and they'll be fine. Patience. I love that. Patience. 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 Um, we've been talking though a lot about holding. When do you know? A, when do you know that's a good time to sell? Um, I think that there's nothing wrong with taking profits. Um, I I bought Fiverr, which is like a um, it's like a freelance app. Well, you know, a freelance. So it really started to blow up like this year, but I had bought it and then it had went all the way down. So I did take profits on that and I ended up reinvesting it. And I don't think that there's any wrong, anything wrong with taking profits out. Um, but 
I, I guess it really just depends on the investor. You know, you don't want to you don't want to take profits out too soon because then like it start to go right. up and you're like, damn, I should have just waited or I should have just held on. But if there's something that you really want to do with that money or you want to you know make a, a different investment like maybe into real estate or a down payment mm -hmm. or you want to pay off some bills or pay off some debt, I think that there's nothing wrong with taking profits. So it just kind of depends on you. Um, if you're a long-term investor, that might not look the same as someone who's a short-term investor who's just constantly jumping in and out of position. So it just varies. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good example you bring up with, uh, you know, saying you want to take out your money to, to, you know, invest in real estate. Would you recommend, say we have different savings goals, right? We might have retirement goals and then we might have goals to buy a home or something like that of that nature. Do you recommend having separate brokerage accounts for those type of things if we're investing for different reasons? You don't necessarily need to. I have um, two brokerage accounts, not by choice, but just because I started with Fidelity and then when I worked at Apple, they used E-Trade. So you don't necessarily have to have different accounts that kind of like are pretty much nowadays all the brokerage accounts are the same. They're not charging any um, commission fees. They all kind of eliminated that. So it's just really based on preference, like what company, like what platform do you like the best? But I don't necessarily think that you need to like separate it unless you just want to. I don't see like a big difference in that. It's just kind of like for me, I rather, I want, I kind of want mine both in the same place, but it's like, it's okay that they're not, there's not that big of a difference. Right, right. And I actually bought yeah. some more, I actually bought some more Apple in my Fidelity account, but I have, Apple in my E-Trade account, just from when I worked for the company. So just depends. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, some of the, the keys here is just f finding out what your goals are, you know, and determining what's going to work best for you. And then also determining what companies, uh, what are companies that you're going to actually be invested in, you know, and be willing to invest for the long term, I think are going to really help you stay motivated and, and stay put when things look like they're going south, <laughs> you know, and, and trust that the market is going to go back up. Um, I, be I believe this has been a good week. So like, we just have to stay, stay educated. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this so that we can stay educated and just to get the, the common knowledge out there and give you the keys, <laughs> our viewers, the keys to, to go ahead and, and get started and figure things out for themselves. Um, so thank you for answering those questions. We're going to hop into the money game. Um, and these are just basic questions. Um, just, you know, some stock related questions that some people may go through, may not. Um, but I want to get your take on them. You ready? Yes. All right, let's do it. Okay. So Nicole has three stocks in the same industry, but wants to diversify her portfolio. Do you recommend she keep her current stocks or sell one or two of them in order to invest in a different sector? So I love this question that you asked and it goes back into what I was just talking about. It's okay to take profit. So my answer to that is say that some of the companies that was one of the three companies that she invested in is doing well in her stock portfolio and she's made profits off of it. She can sell what that profit is. She doesn't have to sell all the stock. She doesn't have to sell all her shares. She can take some of the profits from some of those shares and she can reinvest it in something else. And I think that that's very important to do. I do that sometimes. Like I may not want to dig into my savings account. I'm kind of pretty much all in, but I may not want to dig into my savings account. So like I said, I took profits or took losses that I had in some other companies and I reinvested it. Like maybe this company will be better. 
And I think that that's what she should do if she's in that situation. Or if she has some extra cash outside of that, she can stay and let the ride the wave with those three stocks and invest outside money. But if not, she can take profits and invest that money. I love that. I love that. A lot of people don't, well, I don't know about a lot of people, but I, I don't think everyone thinks to do that. Um, that, you know, just take some of the shares, you know, just take some of the profit and, and you know, to diversify your portfolio, you can do that and then see growth somewhere else. I think that is really important um, not to put all your eggs in one basket <laughs> when it comes to stocks and you want to see you want to see diversity so that you can see, like you said, one moment tech might be up, the next moment energy might be up. Um, so you need to be looking into what is actually growing and what uh, sectors are hot right now so that you can be a part of that. <laughs> you don't want to miss the wave. Um, right. So I love that. I love that recommendation. Okay, next question. So Sam has been investing in stocks recommended by his coworker, but has not learned to read stock charts because he finds them overwhelming. What is a good way, and we kind of talked about this, but what's a good way for Sam to learn to research and understand stock charts? Um, by just diving in, Google is your best friend. Investopedia is your best friend. YouTube is your best friend. Instagram is your best friend. You can literally type in stock charts on, on Instagram. You never even have to leave the app and you can learn more or learn everything that you need to know or if you if you even if you like don't have an understanding of it you can ask questions a lot of the people that kind of talk about this stuff they're really open to like answering your questions like I did a live with a guy who I was like following and I like he he talks about the charts and everything like that and I was like able to ask him side questions I was thinking about investing in a company I was like hey what do you think about this and like they're super responsive and, and super helpful so I think that just using your resources that are around you um, that are available and like you said they're never they haven't been this available than right now like everybody can access any information that they want to find out the information's out there the information's free um, so yeah just like taking his time to like read the terms and watch videos and like and the thing that I love about YouTube is like if I get confused about something I can always like rewind and go back and like you know just kind of mm -hmm. like make sure that I understand before moving on when okay. is it when is it Oh, you see the question? <laughs> when is yes, yes. When is it best to invest in ETFs? You can invest in ETFs at any What's time. Anytime. Right now. Right now. Because, I mean, some people, some people like to do individual stocks, but ETFs are great because it's like, you know, it's a whole bunch of stuff, like, mixed in together. So, yeah, like, you don't have to necessarily – there's no time like the present. So if you find an ETF that you like or you find a sector that you like, go ahead and invest in it. Yeah, I think that's definitely a good uh, point for those who are a little intimidated about choosing companies to invest in. Invest in an ETF. You're going to get a, a piece of the pie in different companies. Um, and that way you can feel like, you know, you can feel like you're getting a little bit of more, you know. So I definitely think jump in that thing, especially for those who are intimidated about picking stocks. Yeah, if I you're intimidated that. or you're not sure what you want to invest in, like, why not? There's so many, yeah, there's so yeah. many different things out there too, you know. I feel like, um, and I just want to say this. I just feel like, you know, this, getting individual stocks are great, but there's so many different things that, like, you know, people do to make money in the stock market. They do options, they do swing trading, they do day trading, they do futures. Like, there's so much, and I've just been like taking this time 
to really, especially like well, over the last two years, I've been really taking the time to like educate myself and all these different options. Like there are even there are even places where you don't even have to use your own money to invest. You can borrow money to invest. And you, if you were to like lose that money, you just, you know, you owe what you borrow. But there's just so many ways that you can make money in the stock market, not even using your money at times. Mm-hmm. And there's practice. Um there's practice apps out there. I know there's different things that you can use to kind of like, if you're not ready to get started, I just believe, you know, just getting started is the best way. Start small. (laughs) You know, if you don't have the funds, you know, I know everyone doesn't have money to play with. Um, But if you're spending money on food, (laughs) you know, if you're spending money at a restaurant, Take that money and put it in the stock market and go to the grocery I store. Organs, clothes, all this stuff that you don't need. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and you know, choose, you know, for Christmas, get your child some stock, you know, or, or get your you know. I feel like that's um invest in someone's future and not just their right now. You know, invest in your future and not just your right now. I think that there's so much And we don't got nothing but time right now. (laughs) Nothing but time to learn, you know? And like you said, learn options. Learn um, the difference between day trading and swing trading and all these different things so that you can determine which one's going to, you know, best suit you. This is the time to do the research. And that's why we're here just to kind of present it to you, um, but also give you the liberty to kind of take, take this and run with it. So I'm so excited that so many of you are here and interested um, and learning more about stocks. Is there anything else that you'd like to share? Anything, why, why don't you share with us any like um, highlights of your stock journey? Um, I recently reached the goal that I have been trying to reach, thanks to Tesla. Mm-hmm. But um, yes. I, wanted, I wanted my stock portfolio <laughs> to get to a certain price. And I was just like, I just want this. I just wanted to get here. Like, I just wanted to get here. And I was just like being patient. Um, when I was in college, I sold some of my Tesla stock prematurely. <laughs> um, and I just like always like beat myself up about it. You know, it was a learning lesson. I was young. Mm-hmm. I didn't know better. Um, but it, it did help, you know, help me with like paying for college and things like that. So like, getting to this goal um, of where I wanted my stock portfolio to be like was very rewarding to me. And it's kind of like, it's kind of just like continue to be on an up and up. So I would say that like having a goal of where you want your money to get to one day and then just like working hard to like, you know, with investing in different stocks to get there um, is something that I think that everybody should do. So yeah, that was like a highlight. I was just like, oh my God, my mom was like, oh my gosh, it finally reached that point. Like I'm so happy. Because yeah. um, it, just, it, it just feels rewarding. Like when you can, you know, set certain goals and make them like happen. Yeah. And we all want to get to that point. I want all of you to get to that point. So, you know, just hang in there. <laughs> and like we keep saying, get started because I feel like um, that's that's the, the best part. You know, just, just as we talked about a few weeks ago with savings, just seeing that goal reached is what's going to motivate you to keep going. So just set yourself, set small goal, goals and then, you know, as you reach those goals, keep, you know, growing and, and watch what you're able to accomplish, you know, over the years, over the months, um, we'll make it all worth it. So thank you so much, Jazz. I appreciate you, uh, for sharing this information. I know it's, uh, 
a lot, you know, for those who haven't gotten started yet or those who are, are new to investing. It's a lot, but it's not something that we can't accomplish. So that's why I wanted to bring you here, someone who's been doing this for, for quite some time, to motivate us that we can do it. Thank you so, so much for having you. me. And keep this up. I love this. Okay. I love this topic. I love that you're sharing your knowledge with, you know, your audience. And, you know, I think that it's wonderful. Of course. Thank you. And go check out Jazz's page because she has some um, lives as well where she does dig a little bit deeper um, for those who, you know, are already in this thing and want to learn a little bit more. I definitely suggest you go check her out. Um, and yeah, uh, tell us where we can follow you. Tell, tell us where we can find you. Um, at All Access Jazz. And um, yeah, that's where you guys can find me. I do lives. Let's talk about stocks and talk about different um, aspects of the stock market. So yeah, if you guys have any questions, like feel free to DM me. I'm no expert, but I do like to share what knowledge I do have with people. There's a lot of resources on my page um, under my highlight stocks where you can kind of get the steps to like starting your portfolio, starting your brokerage account, um, talk about different terms. Um, and yeah, if you ever have any questions, make sure you DM me. I will try to answer your questions to the best of my ability. Awesome. Make sure y'all do that. Okay. Don't, don't have questions and don't ask them. Okay. There's so many people, like you said, you, you just reached out to someone you were following and he was very helpful. So reach out to people, ask the questions. Don't just sit back and not do it. You know, get your questions yeah. answered and stop making this money. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again, Jazz. Thank, thank you for everyone who watched. Um,